The holiday season is kicking off earlier than ever this year. The pressure is on to get your shopping done early so that you have the best selection because there's a shortage of pretty much everything, or so we're told. And with the toll that the pandemic has taken on us, and especially on our kids over the past almost two years, we may be feeling more pressure than ever to make this season magical for our kids. And sometimes that word magical translates into buying all the toys. So today we're talking about too many toys. Why does it matter if your kid has too many toys? Hi, this is Danae. I'm the founder of Simple Families. Simple Families is an online community for parents who are seeking a simpler, more intentional life. In this show, we focus on minimalism with kids, positive parenting, family wellness, and decreasing the mental load. My perspectives are based in my firsthand experience raising kids, but also rooted in my PhD in child development. So you're going to hear conversations that are based in research, but more importantly, real life. Thanks for joining us. Before we get into today's episode, here is a quick 60-second word from today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is PrepDish. PrepDish is a meal planning service, and it's been a staple in my home for more than three years now. We recently moved into a new house, and during big transitions like this, the quality of food that I'm feeding my family is always the first thing to go. The stress and overwhelm and lack of time usually results in frozen pizza. PrepDish has helped us to minimize the frozen pizza and chicken nuggets even when we're pressed for time. Each week, I get a meal plan sent to my inbox. I always choose the super fast menu, but there are a few different options. And with that comes a grocery list to do my shopping, a prep day list to get the meals prepped in advance, and a dish day list that details the last few things I need to do to get the food on the table. Meal planning was always something that brought me decision fatigue. So I'm grateful that with prep dish, it's done for me. If you want to give it a try, go to preptish.com forward slash families and you'll get two weeks free. Again, that's preptish.com forward slash families. Back to today's episode, I'm bringing back one of the most popular episodes of all time, Too Many Toys. Around this time of the year, I get a lot of questions from people who are feeling inundated and overwhelmed, but don't know where to begin. My five and seven-year-old still believe in Santa, and each year they get to ask Santa for one gift, so they pick out one thing that they really want. We also usually give them like two gifts, and the grandparents give gifts too, so they do get other things. My son, for the past three years, has chosen a Hess truck, and my daughter's choice always varies. It's usually pretty random. One year, all she wanted was a Polish bunny, as in a bunny from Poland. Another year, she wanted a seashell that she could hear the ocean in. Last year, she wanted a jewelry box with a ballet dancer. Santa has been more than willing to give these things, although I will say that Santa had a hard time finding a Polish bunny, so we had to improvise a little there. But this year, all she wants Santa to bring her is Gotta Go Turtle. I don't know if anyone has seen this toy, but it is a turtle that poops. I think it poops kinetic sand. I'm not entirely sure. But it is just like a whole new level of POS. Gotta Go Turtle has no place in our home. Now, no shame if Gotta Go Turtle lives in your home. You probably have similar feelings to me. (laughs) But when she told me that's what she wanted for Christmas, I told her that we were not going to get Gotta Go Turtle. And she was pretty upset with me. In fact, she told me if she couldn't get Gotta Go Turtle for Christmas, that she wanted a new mom who would allow her to have Gotta Go Turtle. 
I'm pretty thick skinned. So this kind of thing doesn't really get to me. I do feel pretty confident that my kid is not going to trade me in for a pooping turtle. And if she does, she will surely regret it. And not surprising, she has found something else that she wants. That something else is a grappling hook, which I also said no to. Fortunately, we have some time before the holidays, so she can refine her option even further. The truth of the matter is, it's okay to say no. It's okay to set limits. It's okay to have boundaries around what type of stuff comes into your home. And that's part of what we're talking about today. As our kids are growing and learning how to make decisions, it's important that we have a role in setting boundaries around what type of stuff comes into our home and how much stuff comes into our home. One of the first steps in scaling back is understanding your why. Why is it important to simplify your home? Why is it important to simplify the lives of your family members? When you have that why, that strong conviction, you're going to be more likely to maintain it. You're going to be more likely to hold on to these values moving forward. That's what I'm hoping this episode will do for you. After you listen to the episode, you may be like, okay, Danae, I get it. I'm on board. Now what do I do? Tell me how to do it. To give you extra support for that, I am reopening enrollment for my Tame the Toys workshop. This is a 45-minute workshop. It's going to be pre-recorded rather than live. You can think about today's episode as the why and the Tame the Toys workshop as the how to move forward. Go to simplefamilies.com forward slash toys and you can use the code NOV21. That's NOV for November. That'll give you 20% off. And that code expires at the end of November. Again, that's simplefamilies.com forward slash toys to get the workshop and get started. This workshop is short. It's about 45 minutes long and it comes with a printable workbook so you can get started and get implementing right away. Without further ado, here's today's episode. I first wanna talk about my own experience with toys. I found minimalism back in 2014. And back in 2014, I was wrapping up my PhD in child development. When I became a mom the year before in 2013, I was already heavily invested on buying high quality toys for my kids. I wanted to fill their lives and their bedrooms with lots of educational, durable, beautiful things. So I was thinking a lot about quality and never really thought much about quantity, which means every single educational, beautiful toy that I saw, I could make some excuse to buy it. So we had a lot of stuff. It was good stuff, but we had a lot of stuff. So as I moved through parenthood and I wrapped up my PhD, I started to be able to bring theory to practice. And what I mean by that is the theory and the philosophies that I was learning in my PhD program, I was really starting to put those into practice as a mother. And I was really starting to look at the impact of my parenting and the way that we were living our life and how that contributed to my children and their behavior and their development. And it didn't really take me long to realize that Yes, quality is important when it comes to toys, but so is giving consideration to quantity because our kids do not need a whole lot of toys. Now, many of us are going to see that our kids don't actually spend a lot of time playing with toys. Now, a lot of kids are playing in some way, shape, or form all day long, but the thing is they're not actually playing with toys all that much. Now, you might have kids who don't even spend that much time at home. Maybe they're in full-time daycare, they're in school full-time, 
And then on the weekends, you're doing errands and you're out and about doing things. So you find that they don't spend a whole lot of time at home, but yet your house is filled with tons of toys. Or you might find that you keep buying new toys, trying to look for things that are going to be the perfect fit and they're going to be engaging for your kid because your kid doesn't seem to care much about toys or engage much with the toys that they have. Whatever the reason, most kids, at least here in the U.S., have too many toys. So how did we get here? Why do we have this problem? Because it is absolutely 100% a first world problem. There are two main reasons that I see kids getting a lot of toys. And the first is we do a lot of front loading. Now, when I say front loading, that means we front load the joy on our toys. And some of you may have heard me talk about this before. So we love, love to see the joy when our kids get something new, the look on their face, the excitement, the expressions. Now, not just us, but the grandparents and the aunts and uncles and anyone else who's buying toys, they also love to see this too. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with enjoying seeing your kid light up about a toy. The problem comes in when we consider the fact that the things that get our kids really excited, the things that light our kids up immediately, are often the things that also get set aside pretty quickly. Our kids get really excited and enthusiastic about the toys that they see on TV, they see in commercials on YouTube, the things that relate to the hit movie that's out right now, the things you can press a button and they light up and they talk and you know exactly what to do with them. Those are the things that are probably going to be on the Christmas list. Those are the things that are going to be on the birthday wish list. Those tend to be the things that we buy that get set aside quickly. They also tend to be things of lower quality that break and end up in the landfill. And toys are notoriously hard to recycle. Because of how hard it is to recycle toys, pretty much every single toy that's ever been purchased, ever been manufactured, is sitting in a landfill somewhere. Now, of course, there are exceptions to that. Let's say the vast, vast majority of toys ever manufactured are in the landfill today. And take a second to visualize what that might look like. 50 plus years of plastic toys. From every child from the past three generations, that's a lot of toys in the landfill. So when I say front loading, that's what I mean. We front load the joy. The kids get all the joy up front right when they open it. They set it aside and often the toy goes untouched or isn't played with for any significant amount of time or duration. We've gotten away from front-loading the joy when it comes to toys in our house. I do give my kids input on what sort of toys that they want to get, what they want to put on their wish list, that sort of thing. But I'm also really mindful of the fact that the way that I buy for my kids is teaching them. It's teaching them how to make decisions about bringing materials into their life. And I want them to be intentional about it. So we talk about the decisions. How often are you going to play with this? How many different ways can you use this? And how durable is this? How long is it going to last? And what's going to happen to it after we're done with it? Is this something that we're going to be able to pass on to another family? Or where perhaps it just won't be interesting to kids because it involves a character that is losing popularity and is going to be pretty much unknown after your child is done playing with it. When you buy toys more intentionally, you can backload the joy on the toys. And that means you might be buying something like a good set of wooden unit blocks that aren't necessarily going to light your kid up with joy when they open it on the morning of their birthday. But the joy is going to come out slowly over weeks, over months, over years as they learn new creative ways to use these toys. 
And I don't know about you, but that's what I want to teach my kids about bringing new things into their life. I want them to buy more intentionally. I want them to buy things that are going to be useful and durable to last for years rather than something that's just going to get them excited and happy for a few moments. And I truly think it's never too early to start teaching that. Now, that's just one of the reasons that we got where we are today here in the U.S. We have an abundance of options when it comes to toys, and we also tend to fear boredom in our kids. We fear when our kids have downtime because sometimes behavior can be difficult during that window of time. And because we fear boredom, we sometimes buy toys to try to ease that anxiety, feeling like if you just provide them with enough stuff or the right stuff, that they'll stay busy, that they'll stay engaged, they'll play longer. When actually the opposite is true, the more your kids have and the more that you buy them, the less engaged they are, the less they take care of those toys, and the more they suffer decision fatigue. So our intentions are in the best of places. And if your kids have a lot of toys, don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Just know that this isn't a life sentence. You can change the way that you're buying. You can change the way that the toys and the stuff are managed in your house. And if you do make a change, it doesn't mean that you're being mean. It means you're being intentional and you're being thoughtful and you're doing something in the best interest of your whole family. So if you're front-loading the toys and you are thrilled with the joy that you see in your child's face when they light up and they get something new... That's okay once in a while, but be mindful of the fact that sometimes, or maybe even often, the toys that we are front-loading, our children are the ones that hold their attention for the shortest amount of time. And if you find yourself buying your kids toys because you fear boredom and you think that's going to be the quick fix, it's not. Because once the newness of that toy wears off, the boredom's going to return. So instead of fearing the boredom, we have to embrace it and let our children have the chance to work through it. So having a lot of toys isn't just unnecessary, but I also said that it can be harmful. So having a lot of toys is unnecessary because like I said before, a lot of kids just don't spend a lot of time at home, whether they're in school or they're in daycare, they're out of the house a lot. But even the kids that are at home a lot and spending a lot of time within the home are actually spending a lot of time engaging in regular stuff. Our kids need imitation. They need to be able to spend a lot of time right next to us. They need to be able to explore the things around the house. Maybe it's the vents on the floor, looking out the windows, helping in the kitchen. If you stop and pay attention, you'll notice that a lot of the time that you spend at home with your kids, they're not even playing with their toys. They're playing with other stuff around the house. It might be the cardboard boxes or the bubble wrap. They might be reading books. The reality is that most kids don't spend their entire days playing with toys. That's completely normal. So if you're feeling like you have a house full of toys that nobody plays with, you're probably right and you're definitely not alone. So I had said that having too many toys can actually be harmful and I'm hesitant to use that word because it is such a strong word, but I do truly believe and the research is starting to show us that there are negative repercussions to having too many toys. There is research to show that kids play more creatively when they have fewer things. So it's not just your sanity that is going to improve when you get rid of the stuff because you're going to have less clutter. And we do know, research also shows, that our own feelings of stress and anxiety go down when we have less clutter around. And if your stress levels are lower, you're going to be happier, you're going to be more present, you're going to be calmer with your kids. But your kids are also going to play more creatively. So you're going to be happier. Your kids are going to be more creative. And I'd venture to say they're actually going to be happier too. 
and they're going to get the opportunity to learn how to take care of things. I know when I look back at my childhood, I never put anything away. I had way, way too much stuff. My mom spent years yelling at me to clean up my room, and I would go up to my room and look at all the stuff and just really think to myself, I don't even know where to begin. I don't know how. It was overwhelming for me. So if you're looking at your kids' toys and thinking, oh, this is overwhelming, if it's overwhelming for you, it's absolutely overwhelming for them to manage and for them to deal with. And I'm pretty sure you don't want to spend their whole childhood yelling at them to clean up their room. And I promise you don't have to. There is another way. Also reflect on how you feel when you're in the toy space. Does it feel cluttered? Do you feel irritable? Is it a place that you want to spend time? If it's a place you don't want to spend time, there's a chance your kids probably don't want to spend a lot of time there either. And that might be another reason why they are following you around instead of playing with their toys. A space that is clean and orderly is going to be more attractive to your kids, and it's going to be more attractive to you too. You're going to want to spend more time in there with your kids if you feel good there, if you're not stepping on things every time you walk through. My kids do a really great job of cleaning up their toys. Now, they're not perfect by any means, but everything has a place, and they know where things go. So once they're done with them, they can easily put it back. They can easily find what they're looking for. And it has a big impact on the way that they play and the way that their space functions for them to play. So when things are being put away, they're going to be taken care of. They're not going to get stepped on. They're not going to get lost. They're not going to get ruined. And there's an implicit lesson in that. We're teaching our kids that the things that we buy, the things that we spend our money on, are things that we love and things that we want to last and be a part of our lives for a long time. When it comes to kids, we have such a throwaway culture. Everything's disposable. We buy it cheap and don't keep it for very long. I think we can start moving away from that, but we've got to be purposeful about it. We've got to be thoughtful about it. That means changing the way we buy not only their toys, but also their clothes and the other things that they have in their lives. And the last reason of having too many toys is I think that it really implies this idea that kids are supposed to spend all their time inside because that's where all the toys are. I often think about the kids who live in tiny homes or who travel full-time with their families. Those kids don't have room for a lot of toys, but what they do have is access to the outdoors. They spend most of their time outside, and they also probably spend a lot of time engaged and imitating with what their parents are doing too. So start watching. Start paying attention to how your kids naturally spend their time. If they're not playing with their toys a lot, maybe they have too many. If you scale back, they're more likely going to take better care of the toys They're going to be more engaged, more creative. I'd venture to say you're going to see a pretty big behavior change. I know this because I've helped well over a thousand families do this to reduce their toys and reduce the stuff in the home. And I've seen firsthand, not only in my own family, but in the families that I've worked with, the impact on the mental health and well-being that it has, not only on the parents, but also on the kids. So I know it can be overwhelming to think about cutting back on the toys, but you're not being mean. You're not doing this as a punishment. You're doing it for the betterment of your family. So there it is. Maybe your kids have too many toys. It's not a life sentence. You can make change. And maybe that change starts today. I hope you found this episode useful. If you have, screenshot yourself listening to it and post it up in your Instagram stories. Make sure that you tag me so I can share it too. As always, thanks for tuning in and have a good one.